We wanted to take a moment to send our thoughts to the University of Virginia uh, community, the UVA football program, and uh, to the families of Lavelle Davis Jr., Devin Chandler, uh, and Deshaun Perry, um, and and just hope that th- their families and, and their loved ones can find some peace in, in this time. Um, there's just nothing more tragic than the loss of a young life, and um, sadly, it, it happens far too often. So we are um, we are thinking of them and and keeping them in our thoughts. This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast that was not on the list of things Kyrie needed to rate and subscribe to in order to be reinstated by the Nets, but it should have been. Uh, Shalom, I am Joe Public, your host, and I am joined by Rain Man, who is going to be giving us his Big Rubber. Uh, Rain Man, why do you call it the Big Rubber? Shalom, Joe. Sometimes the cosmos aligns. A syzygy emerges and everything becomes clear. Yes, my rubbers are 8-3 and three this season. Yes, that's 73%. And if you would like an insight into Rain Man's favorite brunch move, allow me to monologue a bit because I've earned the right. What you do is you order three different beverages. A water, a coffee, and an alcoholic beverage. Usually of my fancy. It doesn't really matter. It could even be a light lager. It's okay to drink beers at brunch. And it's just absolutely delightful way to start your day. But why am I saying this? Because what? line yeah. up the water, line up the mimosas, and line up the iced coffees, because we're creating our own syzygy, and we're starting at 11 a.m. Eastern on Saturday, and we're taking UCF minus 16 and a half versus the midshipmen. Block of the week, rain money, baby. Let's go. All right. I don't know who's, whoever is still listening to the podcast after that. Uh, thank you for sticking with us through thick and thin. That was very thin for us. Was that Syzygy? Syzygy, alignment of three celestial bodies in space. I've been rhyming three every week. No, we haven't no more. lost since no. I've done it, since five and three to eight and three. No more. See you at uh, nine next week. Capper, uh, just a lot of bad vibes after that. Can you uh, can you help us out with your big rubber? Syzygy and Troop Hating. What? Troop Hating, midshipman. Oh yeah, yeah, good luck. Hey, nice try. Texas minus nine at Kansas big rubber. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you, you fool! <laughs> That was you just sent. Uh, it's landmine week. You just sent a shiver up my spine. That was the college football pick equivalent of a jump scare. You like that? <laughs> Listen, man, it's the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd, like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will ban your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slap dick. Make today a great day. This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. You can follow us on Instagram at Bang Your Bookie's Wife. Uh, no memes last week, but maybe this week. Are you going to give us some memes, Capper? Most likely not. Can you give us an audio? Honesty's the I've been thinking BYBW. 
The um the one the one I've really liked enjoyed going around right now is the LeBron lie meme, um, which I think. I think we could work in a, Le- a LeBron lie meme. I don't know what this meme is. Can you uh, can you describe the meme? Describe can you describe it audi- audibly for the so podcast what listeners. We, what if what if this podcast just pivoted to describing memes to blind people? A picture's That's worth a thousand it. words, so <laughs> we'll keep track. It would be so much um, better than anything we do. That's three. It's a, it's a picture of a y- young LeBron from an interview he did uh, with the Cavaliers, uh, and it was a story he told at the time that he knew that something was going to happen. And so now it has become a meme where, um, if something like unexpected happens, then you throw in the LeBron meme and say, Oh, I knew that was going to happen. I told so-and-so that was going to happen. Wow. That's 66 words, including ums. That's a lot more to go. That's why memes work a lot better when you just look at them and don't just describe them like that. Uh, that we might not yeah. have them forever, so you have to um, enjoy them as they come right now. You don't think we'll have memes forever? You think, oh, we Twitter. We might not have Twitter it's forever. Uh, it's I going down. Will. They're Indeed. yelling Twitter. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about. What? Shut up. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about, uh, just to throw out, was... Uh, the new Black Panther movie. Um, Wakanda one Forever. Of the, one of the biggest uh, things on our podcast that really uh, distinguishes us is uh, Capper loves every movie and Rain Man. Not everyone. A big part of his, a big part of his personality is just hating Marvel in every capacity. Um, so I'd like to do just like, uh, I know you have not seen Wakanda forever, Rain Man, but I'd like for Capper for you to talk about and then Rain Man for you to give your critique. Capper, you have the floor. Well, you're just giving off, an opportunity to spoil it for all of our listeners. Um, I, I'm not going to spoil anything. That's all you I do. Had, all you do is spoil. I had tears in my eyes from the opening credits to the end of the movie. <laughs> Um, it is for real, dude. You're crying for the is, whole time. It is You're more than a time. movie. Get it together. It's more than the a whole movie time. about Just, superheroes, it and it's more than a movie about action. It's about grief. It's about loss. Um, yeah. It's a it's a beautiful portrait of human emotions, and it it hits you very hard when you're in the theater, and it's tough to get through, but you have to okay. because it's. The fucking okay, black. I think Panther. I'm ready for my critique. So, I think I got so, this. So one. to be clear, to be clear, this is a two-hour and forty-one-minute movie, and you're a grown-ass man Marvel that was movie. A, gr- a two-hour and forty-minute Marvel green-screened movie. Uh, well, so I didn't my cry. Critique. I had tears. I in totally my eyes. believe that you had tears in your eyes the entire time because you've watched so many bad and leaden Marvel movies that maybe if there's an inch of emotion in one of them, that really gets to you because you no longer appreciate true cinema. So there you go. Oh. Uh, Rayman, are you gonna? Are you racist? I think it's beautiful. Um, I'm not. I'm not gonna dignify that with a response. Response, but R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. I just obviously one of us Chadwick is. is the I, I can just say two of us appreciate Black Panther, Black Panther but... and one of them is blindly shitting on it without have ever seeing it. That's all. I'm a so conscientious objector to the Marvel universe. It is what it is, and, it, and has never cried during objector. a Marvel movie. So, like, the Marvel Universe is your Vietnam? (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Correct. I think that's the new title of the episode. 
<laughs> the Marvel Universe is Rain Man's Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's how the magic happens. Uh, so that's... Uh, I think we covered everything we need to here. Is there anything football related that we missed? No. Last uh, week, still sucks. The um, the pack is eating itself once again. Yeah. Another dub for uh, Duke. Another loss for A and M. They still have reciprocal records. People aren't talking about it enough, so I'll continue to talk about it. Mike Alko's the difference maker. I don't think TCU is going to fall ass backwards into the playoff based off of the uh, just a shit ton of luck. I mean, I, they they dominated last weekend, but man, this is Vegas not thinks a great Baylor's going to beat them. I know it's it's just not a great team, is so it? Hey, won't hey, can we playoff. maybe can we maybe cool it? Can we cool it for a second? On, right, we'll cool uh, our jets. Like, cool. Roll, the Let, Roll the slate. Roll the slate, Joe. We're we're chomping at the bit here. Let's just get to the weekly. The Mayan stuff was a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is very confusing to me. I hope I picked the right one. Winners, 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 winners. I feel 10 feet tall right now. The weakness. As strong as an ox. This is the weekly. These are the picks that count, the picks that matter, the picks that make you money. The weekly, uh, unofficially sponsored by Extra Toasty Cheez-Its. Um... We aren't sponsored by Extra Toasty Cheese it's yet, but I think that's the main... If we had a vision board for the podcast, that would be all the only thing on the vision board. That's the, the one official, item, the one brand. Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the official sports gambling podcast of Extra Toasty Cheez-Its. Um, <laughs> it's almost so full let's, season. Uh, <laughs> right, man. Uh, I don't like this pick, but I want to hear your rationale for it. Uh, you've been good on your rubbers, eight and three. Joe, you've been saying Why? about my rubbers every time, and every time you're surprised to find out the public's on the side that you like. At some point, okay. we got to learn some lessons here. Dude, but, I say that I don't like it, and then I say you're going to like that I don't like it. I guarantee it. It's, it's true. The and, 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 yeah, warehouse. and rinse and repeat. Time's a flat circle. Uh, UCF by 16.5 versus Navy in a game that inexplicably starts at 11 a.m. Eastern. That is extremely early for a college football game, and I absolutely love it. I will have my three drinks ready to go. Highest-rated group of five team with everything to play for. Well, not everything, but realistically, everything a UCF could hope to play for after they won the Natty but couldn't play for the Natty. So Navy only has three wins on the season. Two are in overtime wins. Yeah, they played Notre Dame close last week, which is why I think the public's on Navy. Kind of a quasi-rivalry game. Also, you can't read too much into one data point. I see the cheese at extra toasty. It looks ma- magnificent. Thank you for that. <laughs> We're, uh, I'm holding it John up. Reese Plumley. Can you hear the crunching on the mic? <laughs> it's actually not very loud. You, you can it barely wasn't hear loud. it. It yeah. wasn't loud. John Reese Plumley is an absolute star and will be the best athlete on the field. He has 126 carries on the season, averaging 5.6 yards a carry as a quarterback. That's the kind of weapon that will be able to run all over Navy. UCF ranks 20 in scoring offense, 21st in scoring defense. Navy in the bottom 25% of the country. They're not going to be able to keep on pace up with UCF. I actually kind of like their early start for UCF. I think Navy's not going to be up for this game. 
I thought this was too obvious, but then I saw 74% of the public was on Navy. So, yeah, give me UCF. I'll, I'll give a ton of points in the early one here. You signed with you him, cut him off, You cut him off I too early. I silenced him. I silenced him. Um, I stuffed a bunch of Cheez-Its in my mouth at the same time to make a point. And I do think you playing crunch- chubby, bubby, ch- chubby bunny with extra toasty Cheez-Its. Yeah, this is how I'm gonna commit suicide one day. <laughs> this is this is how it ends for Joe Public. <laughs> I'm just gonna choke on a. Bunch he alluded of to it last week and then said his last pod would never go up. But now we know yeah. that the type of death it was Sleeping- extra toasty Cheez-Its, chubby bunny. Yeah, in his sleeping bedroom. pills for the birds. I'm just gonna stuff my gullet with Cheez-Its until nothing. There's no air coming. That's <laughs> all you need. Um, good way to go. The died doing what he loved. Um, I just Ka- like it's we'll a lot of points for pick. He has nothing a, to say. I can tell it, Capper has nothing to say. It's a lot of points for a methodical offense like Navy's. I just think no? it's you a mean a bottom twenty-five percent methodical offense. No, but it's like a bo- it's a ball it's, control offense. Yeah, like that's all. That's of, all they do. Like they take up time. They don't gonna, like, move the run clock. They, they don't move the ball necessarily. But they get points out there. They take time. Well, no, but UCF is also and a they running do play team. decent defense. UCF definitely a running team. I agree. I'm not. I'm not as concerned about uh, clock run. It's only sixteen and a half. It's not like we're trying to cover a thirty-one point spread here. Off of a, but UCF huge weekend is also kind of like. No, they're they, not. They're number 20 in the country. Well, scoring defense. The, the concern for me is that it's a possible letdown weekend here. That's it. I have no I other mean, They got everything to play for. Cincinnati's, I mean, granted, they have the head-to-head, but Cincinnati could easily end up, end up as a uh, the top-ranked group of five. There's Tulane still there. There, there are a few schools well, that are not a, um it's not a everything to play, play for with a two and a half point spread. It's everything to play for with a six. Yeah, and a half point I, spread. I hear you. I hear you there. But stop so points that, are going to matter. They don't though. Probably. They always matter to Gus Malzahn. <laughs> Fair. Capper, you're rubber. Much more Let's provocative. Go. Let's do it. You think Texas is going to go on the road and truly vanquish the demons? By covering nine points at Kansas, I'd love to hear you like a bounce back spot after the complete egg last week. Well, this is the theory that Texas is way better than they've played at spots this season. Obviously, last the numbers weekend, show that offensively yeah, the were horrific. Um, TCU had the game of their entire football program over a hundred plus years. Um, Horrific in the second half against Oklahoma State. Horrific in the second half against Texas Tech. Um, and Iowa State. Fought tooth and nail against Alabama. Came off of the loss there. So it's two 6-4 and four teams coming into this matchup. Texas going on the road after a devastating loss where they had complete control over making a Big 12 championship. And what do they have to play for? Pride? Like, there's not much there, right? But it is just a way better team on the Texas side coming into Lawrence, Kansas this weekend um, against a team that I think has played really well offensively, but like doesn't have a ton of depth uh, and has struggled defensively like very, very much this season. Uh, I think this is a get-right game for them. Frankly, I look at Texas and I see a team that is sadly a team that 
plays really well when it, when the going's easy and struggles a little bit when the going's tough. And we saw that last weekend especially. I think they get out early. I think um, there is a much more efficient game plan going into this game to put up points early. And I think the defense plays well enough to just kind of run Kansas out of their own building here. Because I, I like I love this Kansas storyline, but they're just not as good as Texas. Yeah, so in all honesty, I had Texas on my board for quite some time today. It's Kansas is extremely public. Texas is extremely sharp because the metrics love Texas. They have them as a top 10 team in the country still in most power rating systems. I don't see it. And then there are two things that got me and, and scratched it off the board for me. One, Jalen Daniels might return from Kansas. If he returns, Lance isn't le- going to let him return unless he's ready to go and be electric because the backup quarterback's been fine. If that That's a problem for Texas becomes. But also, Quinn Ewers, not good on the road this year. Pretty bad in the last month. There's some injury concerns, whether there's a nagging injury that's affecting his play. So you might not even have a healthy Quinn Ewers here. I think it's just too many points, and the back door is going to be wide open all game. So you can't play Kansas, but Texas scares me for those two reasons. If Ewers is hurt, Quinn hasn't been. Quinn hasn't been. If Ewers is hurt, then I like him more. I like him more. Cart Cart has been so. a great game man. Oh yeah, if he doesn't play, if yours doesn't play, but um, he's been playing through what might be a soft injury for the last month, that's what some people suspect, which is why his play's been down, or it's just an excuse for a young quarterback who isn't living up to expectations yet. Both right. are possible. I, I think there's some truth in probably both of those. I think you look at the Texas rushing offense, which has been uh, frankly, a lead outside of last weekend with Except for last Robinson. week. <laughs> um, and so I think you throw out that anomaly, and I think you uh, fall back on the four and a half plus yards a rush with him and Roshan. I think you fall back on a Kansas rushing defense that has struggled all year long. And I think I think they just get this one pretty casually. Like I, I think if they come out and they have a little bit of to play for obviously they've lost a chance at making the big 12 championship but like if they show up if they yeah, they still have a path to it if they line up and, and say like hey we're way better than you guys like they will cover this nine easily are you drinking soda joe at midnight eastern i love that got so- big soda I got, so- I got a soda stream oh a soda stream soda okay what flavor yes. is that cola or grape. It's a it's a Dr Pepper. It is so it's essentially. Okay. All right. I'm just nice. having a, don't Dr. Mind Pepper and extra toasted cheese. It's what it is. That seems sick, but we'll press on. You have a problem, buddy? None of the, nonetheless, the pot overcame. You have a problem? Love the. I horns. got no problems. They got no beef. Kansas giving up four yards a carry and 22 touchdowns on the season. Hmm. Four yards of carry is actually pretty don't, good. It's better than I would mistake, have expected for Kansas. Don't mistake me enjoying a soda stream soda with not paying attention to your pick because I assure you, I was locked in that entire time, man. Um, I, I no, I think they'll just. I I agree, sort of that this. They should. They should just run them out of the stadium. The, I'm so sick of the shoulds with these Texas lines, though. Right. Man, since the – it's crazy. They they got the Bama game so wrong, and then since then, it feels like Texas hasn't covered uh, – aside from, like, the OU game, man, it feels like they haven't covered Yeah, it's covered just those spread. two games, really. 
Like they've been. Yeah, I'll be. Up. I'll be sprinkling a little bit on Texas, but I am a little concerned for those reasons. I'll um, be right with you, Cap. I don't know. Rain um, Man, you're next. It's a. It's it's easy. It's good when it's easy, and it's not when it's hard. Use your rubber, so there. you should be a little more really confident. Good. Uh, Capper, your ne- your next one. Uh, oh, Rayman, this is your next one. You like uh, the fighting forenses, Iowa, on the road at a pretty plucky Minnesota squad. Her keepers plucky. Yeah, I'm just a believer. Uh, this was this was the late ad. I had to text Joe and be like, "No, change my pick." Iowa's Capper been good had to one me. too. Capper had, and a I will be good to Iowa. Yeah, it's your weekly reminder <clears throat> that Iowa's actually a good football team now. Since the Ohio State loss, all they've done is beat Northwestern thirty-three to thirteen, Purdue on the road twenty-four to three, and Wisconsin twenty-four to ten. And Wisconsin's actually decent now too. That uh, Leonard's coaching. So this team, you really can't score on them. And and no need to fact check me on the because it doesn't matter if it's literally true because it's directionally true. I think Iowa in the last three weeks has scored more points on defense than their opponents have on offense, and I love that stat, uh, especially because Tanner Morgan is still unlikely to play uh, this week against Iowa. He was knocked out last week, and the starting quarterback for Minnesota, Athan Kaliakmanis, threw for 63 yards against Northwestern. You have a one-dimensional offense against this Iowa defense. That is absolutely delicious to me, and I'm getting two and a half. Iowa should be favored in this game. It's going to be 18 degrees in Minnesota, and yeah, I know Minnesota's from Minnesota, but something tells me that Minnesota's actually a softer team, and Iowa's more used to practicing outside in the elements. Iowa's toughness, 18 degrees, one-dimensional offense, Give me the points. Take the money line. Iowa's going to win this game outright, and they still have a path to the Big Ten championship. So you're betting on Kirk Ferentz culture over P.J. Flex culture in this spot. You think Minnesota is at a disadvantage at home because they're less used to the cold than Iowa. That's your saying. It's not that, that they're analysis. less used to it. I just don't think they're going to excel in it like Iowa does. Minnesota's, it's, it, they just seem a little softer than Iowa. And Iowa, they practice outside. It's been snowing all week. You can look at the practice reports. You can watch the YouTube videos. Iowa's going to be ready for this cold. They're not okay, out there. Be, are you watching YouTube videos? They're absolutely videos? out there. You didn't watch a YouTube video of Iowa's practice. Yeah. No, you didn't. <laughs> I, lo- I, I love Iowa. Iowa is like one of my flag teams this if year. If he didn't respect Wait, no. him for pretending he did. Did you actually you tell watch me, a you- tell, Look me in the eye. Joe, look me in the eye and tell me Iowa did not practice in the snow this week. Did you watch a YouTube video of them practicing in the snow? It might not have been YouTube. What were you using? Like an alternative platform? Was this only? It was fans? on one of the. It was a team website. Like, a, like, a, what? What do they call? What are they? What are the old school? What do you use? Beat reporter. Beat report. Beat beat type thing. You're sick, man. <laughs> it probably was. I mean, Google owns everything, so it probably was YouTube. Um, I think I think it's amazing that you both did that and then presented that I was more accustomed to the cold than Minnesota at home as your analysis. <laughs> Right, but 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 and I and I said it was crazy, but think about it for five seconds. Kind of makes sense, right? It's uh, one of some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard, and you say such dumb shit all the <laughs> it time. Makes a little bit of sense. Um, I it do, is, like, I it is like a little. I'm, it's a little scary because like Iowa's been performing so well the last few weeks. Uh, God, I, I have Iowa in my in my but, board as a top twenty team at this so, point. I just so does it. that mean they're way better than people think, or does that mean like? They've just been outperforming the, the number at this point. I think both. I think they're a top twenty team. 
Thir- uh, the, the total of Look 32 and a half is... Look at the top 20 teams is, and tell me that they wouldn't be favored against some of them. I'm, I'm moving on to the total of 32 and a half being just the most electric thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, you gotta go under there. Gotta go under. I think Minnesota's you gotta go, score 10 I think points. you gotta go over. Some no, Minnesota's gonna score 10 points. coming in hot. Yeah, but Minnesota's only gonna get 10. Uh, Capper, let's go to your next pick on the board. Um, interesting game. Interesting line. Duke getting the hook plus seven and a half yes! at Pitt. It's sick. It's sickening. It's disgusting. Nobody respects You're giving Duke Elko football. The credit. You could have shut me up earlier. Right? Nobody respects Duke football. Pittsburgh at the almost identical FEI as Duke is seven and a half points favored over them at home. Not on my watch. Not going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I think Duke could win. I could. I think Duke um, could win this football game. It scares me a little bit because Pittsburgh's D line is so good. Duke's offense is a lot of running the ball, which they do extremely well. And their quarterback Riley Leonard, kind of a wild caddy type quarterback, not necessarily a wildcat, but he runs a lot and makes a lot of plays with his legs. If Pittsburgh defensive line can get to him or bottle him up, then Duke won't have an offense. So that scares me. But otherwise, yeah, I think Duke is uh pittsburgh's a bad matchup for them but duke is absolutely every bit as good as pittsburgh this year so i will add on to that and i will say that duke coaching matchup is a horrible mismatch for the pittsburgh team i um, hear that i i love riley leonard at quarterback here for this team because like it's a rushing attack that's over averaging over five and a half yards of carry um that has done it all year long in the acc obviously led by leonard but you've got you've got uh, like a four-headed running attack here. Jordan Waters, Jock Asmore, Jalen Coleman. They're all guys averaging almost five, over five to six and a half yards of carry on the ground. Um, and Leonard is no slouch passing the football. He's he's completing almost 65% of his passes, 13 touchdowns, five interceptions. And it, it's a Pittsburgh offense totally that is adequate. still very uninspiring to me. Um, they have laid multiple duds this season and the team I go back to, like the team that I think is most comparable to this Duke team is, okay, like I know this is going to sound crazy, but Louisville beat this Pittsburgh team 24-10. to 10. Obviously, their quarterback has way, like he's way better at creating plays and offense momentum uh, than a Riley Leonard, but like, this is the blueprint here. Like you, you control the clock. You you rush yeah, the football. The comp. You slow down the offense here with uh, like the offense is frankly uninspiring to me. So I think seven and a half is way too much here. I I know that most of the bets are coming in on Duke football here. I know the line has moved from seven to seven and a half, but I love that hook. Uh, it's two teams that are fairly comparable in the FEI, obviously, as I said earlier, and so I think. Um, I think they keep this one close. I don't think they necessarily win, but like seven and a half is too much for me here. Duke's a true two-loss team. Uh, the Georgia Tech game, I mean, granted, it shouldn't go from one ref call at the end of the game, but it was a completely blown call, and Duke would have won otherwise. Don't don't get it close to Georgia Tech. That's on them. But they lost by three to UNC, uh, who's obviously still has a shot at the college football playoff. And uh, barely lost to Kansas one score game back with Jaden Daniels when Kansas was riding hot, 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 hot. So uh, this Duke squad is actually a they're a top thirty, top forty team at this point. So yeah, super well coach. I I like this line is just 
the Texas line, this this is like a landmine week to me. Like these lines all year long, they don't make sense. They've been covering this. These two lines don't make sense. Well, let's get to. Um, I love my favorite thing that happens on the pod. You guys have a head-to-head pick, um, oh, and it's God. in the game of the week. Capper, you got USC minus two and a half. Rainman, you got UCLA plus two and a half. Uh, you guys can just rip each other's heads off right now. Yeah, so my my read here is pretty simple. One, it's a rivalry game. Toss out the records. Take the points. Uh, USC, though, they have no real wins. UCLA actually been a bit more battle-tested uh, with with some real wins. That Washington win's looking very good right now. Uh, Travis Dye out for USC. I think that's going to be a big problem because he has three times more snaps than the next man up on the USC roster. Also is very good in pass protection, so he's going to be missed. We'll see what Austin Jones can do, but he really only played a meaningful role last week for the first time against Colorado. Meanwhile, Zach Charbonnet has been absolutely electric on the ground. USC's defense isn't going to be able to stop him because no one's been able to. So I don't see how USC stops this UCLA offense. So if UCLA offense can get some stops against USC, they're they're going to win the game. I think UCLA got caught looking ahead last week, late at Arizona. Everyone went to sleep before the result of that one was done, uh, including the UCLA roster. So I'm just going to move on from that. UCLA is 2-2 two and two against USC in the Chip Kelly era. I'm glad you mentioned looking ahead because after the devastating loss last weekend for UCLA, DTR came out in the press conference early in the week and said, we put up 60 on USC last week and we might as well do it again, right? Oh, shit. Um, Love that. Which is... DTR is cocky as shit and he's deserved it. Part of me loves very much, obviously, but this is a way different USC team than he faced last season. It's a way different USC team than Chip Kelly faced last season uh, with a lame duck head coach. We've got a coaching mismatch here. We've got the better quarterback on the USC sideline. I know they lost Travis Dye, um, but it is a plug-and-play offense, I think, that like I I think think that that might be the only position on the football field. Where UCLA is, uh, USC is a better player. I don't know. It, I think it I, just might be quarterback now that Travis dies out because Jake Bobo is the best receiver. I mean, me, I, I honestly, I the linemen, the defensive linemen in UCLA are a lot better than USC's. The offensive line might go to USC, but to me, the struggle has been more on the USC secondary than like defending against the run. And so, I think they can slow down the rushing attack enough here to say, like, hey, we've got to hone in on the receivers here. We've got to hone in on Bobo. Um, and I think they can outscore them. Uh, like, I, it's just a no, they, they USC team can. that has been so yes. much better than everybody else they've played their, this season. I know the expectations are low. Their offense is electric. Their defense is terrible. Uh, so it, it, it's going to be a close game. That it, that's There's no doubt about that. And I mentioned earlier, it's another line, landmine game, but, like, a two-and-a-half spread – Two-and-a-half-point spread against the UCLA team coming off of a loss, ranked 29th in FEI, uh, a USC team that is on the brink of the college football playoff, depending on how they do in the next three weeks. Um, Like, they have everything out in front of them. As long as they get past a UCLA team here and come out with a win, which you expect to be by three or more, like, it's all right there for them. So, um, I don't know. I, I think this is just like... 
I've dabbed it is USC so far so from all right times. there for them. They got to beat UCLA. Then they got to beat uh, a very good or a you got to beat Notre Oregon. Dame team, and then they got to beat Oregon. All right, uh, I'm not concerned about Notre Dame. That's a lot. I, I am a little the concerned. Chances of running the table for those three games got to be below. I mean, got to be below. It's one and eight if every game's a coin flip. So it's not I good. I will say below twenty percent. I think uh, the line is saying I, you have to be on UCLA here. Obviously, the line is going to bait the public for taking USC. I don't know what your obviously. your analysis is crazy to me. Obviously, I think uh, I just think USC has such an obvious paper tiger quality to them that it's just a matter of time till they have a game where they're going to get punched in the mouth and lose by a lot. Like this is a game where I think I take UCLA alt line, especially coming off a loss. That's that upsetting. Like I could plausibly USC maybe wins a close game, but I could plausibly see UCLA beating the shit out of them. Yeah, I mean the the script's there. It's like we saw what they did to Washington, which turns out it's a pretty good football team. Uh, they Washington just could not stop their offense on the ground. They they just got too much push and they ran all over them. And UCLA, I don't see USC's defense is way worse. UCLA has some dogs on the defensive line. Um, I don't know. I I like uh, I I like him in this spot. I'm sorry, Gaffer. Also, tickets. It's uh, don't be sad. It's 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 a heavily. Attended. They sold it's the Rose Bowl out. They sold the fucking. Yeah, Rose Bowl it's, it's gonna out. be a fun one. It's gonna be a fun it's one. Be, it's gonna be the game. It is obviously the game of the week, which is great. Yeah, definitely game of the week. Uh, but the question is, is it going to be more UC- USC or UCLA fans? I bet it'll be around 50-50. I think I the UCLA fan sure. base is pretty hyped. I feel like they should totally, I mean, they won't because it's already such an old rivalry game, but why don't they do sort of like a Red River type thing where the state They should just split. always do it in the Rose Bowl and split it 50-50. Yeah. They might. I, they and might just, now. And, and split gate receives. That would be amazing, but... Cowards. Uh, they probably will now. But. So, did you see the report of UCLA wanting to share uh, plane rides with USC once they joined the Big Ten to save money? That's the dumbest. That's so. Make any sense? No, How I don't hate humiliating. it. Humiliating. They're not uh, talking about no. football and basketball. They're talking about like their track. Yeah, teams. they're talking about Olympics. If you want, if you want to, if you want to save the environment, don't play college sports. Uh, <laughs> or, or just get on a just get on a regular plane. Like it's the volleyball team. You can be on the plane. Yeah, it seems fair. Seems fair. Let's go to your Rain Man. Let's go to your final pick. Uh, another great Pat game. Makes me queasy, but you got Oregon. Pac-12 after dark. Oregon minus two versus Utah. I think the versus is very key here. It is. As I've been saying all year, Utah on the road versus Utah at home. Yeah. Two very different teams. Bo Nix is going to play, barring some unforeseen complications. I guess it would be totally foreseeable complications uh, coming back from the injury, but he is going to play. Uh, so that that's why I like it. I think Utah, they have two losses on this on the year. They're both on the road. I think they're going to get their third this week on the road against Oregon. It's really that simple. I think Oregon's a very good football team. I think losing to Washington is totally justifiable. Washington played great in that game i think oregon bounced back gets the win i think they're the better team probably the best team in the pac-12 interesting yes obviously the line indicates that bo nicks will play but like how effective will he be 
he looked okay even when he was limping at the end of that Washington game. Like, he wasn't running, but he was still kind of slinging it. Yeah, I don't know. Like, all, all those, like, mid-game injuries were, like, the the player comes back out after Yeah, you have the sideline. adrenaline and nothing's yeah, swollen you, yet. you're juiced up. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, you haven't gone through, like, three days of rehab. Um, I, I think he plays here, but, like, I don't know. The, the, the Utah defense has just been such a disappointment this season. Like, you've gone into it all year long thinking, hey, like, they will, they will turn the corner. Like, they will be... Uh, imposing their will on Pac-12 offenses and like it just hasn't it hasn't materialized and, and the offense has been the thing that's carried them all year with Cam Rising. I don't know. Yeah. It, it seems like a shootout spot for these two teams, but um, I guess it depends on how how effective Nix is and um, how well Oregon can move the football because I, I definitely think Utah can move the ball on them. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see at Utah. Man, what, what a, a treat it's going to be on Saturday, rolling the UCLA-USC game into this. It's incredible. Like, two of the three best Pac's games of the weekend, I think, are Pac-12. I think they are the two uh, best games. Man. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Oh, I'm not uh, cool enough ex-ante best plans. games. Yeah, give me two of three. Uh, Capper, your last game, uh, you're taking Tennessee on the road at South Carolina. It screams trap to me, but you think Rocky Top. You don't want it. (laughs) Um, So I texted you like two hours ago, and I said, hey, it's going to be Rutgers plus 19 for me. Um, Then I said, no, that shit is really boring. Um, Nobody gives a shit about Rutgers versus Penn State. Give that so give the words, people what yeah. they want. Give the people what they want, and give them a just overwhelming favorite on the road, uh, with a team on the brink of the college football playoff, with a team uh, with a potential Heisman favorite in Hendon Hooker uh, that has to just give the true favorite. Impose, He's not the actual favorite. Impose their will on the rest of their opponents for the rest of the season. So Tennessee has two games left guaranteed because they are definitely not making the SEC championship. Uh, Tennessee at South Carolina, Tennessee at Vanderbilt. Um, if you don't think that after 20 plus years of just wallowing in mediocrity, that Tennessee is not going to come out in these last two games and say, not only do we have to cover the spread, we have to show out mm-hmm. to make the college football playoff. We have to show out to make sure our quarterback is the Heisman Trophy winner uh, in 2022. Then I don't know what to tell you because, like, this is uh, a huge blueprint for not only the success of this season with Josh Heupel, but the blueprint for the Going success forward. of the yep. next few years of Tennessee football in the SEC. So. I know it's a disgusting line. I know it stinks. I know that uh, 70-plus percent of bettors are on Tennessee on the road here at South Carolina. But frankly, I think South Carolina stinks. I think they have nothing to play for. I think Tennessee is that much better than them. I think Tennessee is the cream of the crop uh, in terms of the top five teams in college football this season. So, yes, they have a ton to play for. Yes, uh, the the quarterback is trying to win the Heisman Trophy. And, yes, I think style points actually matter here to the volunteers. So uh, give me this dynamic offense with the four wide receivers that can spread the field. 
give me Hendon Hooker the truth. Give me uh, the, frankly, way better team than South Carolina who, who might show up for a little bit of pride with Shane Beamer, but frankly, they stink. So uh, give me, I, I don't know, I might lay 30 here. I don't care. Jeez. Capper, that was, you're telling me you had no notes? That sounded like a WWE promo. It's sickening, uh, isn't it? You love that shit. I, I, I love it. I, I agree with everything you said. The fact that C.J. Stroud is the Heisman favorite still just pisses me off. Tennessee's going to make a college football playoff with a basically one-man offense, and Hendon Hooker's not going to win the Heisman because the Ohio State system quarterback throwing to the best receiver in college football is... I'm sorry, but if that actually happens, I might have to. I might have to boycott a season. Uh, the whole, be sad whole next year, year, you're out. I think I'm, just I gonna, think I'm whole, gonna ever. That'll get people to notice. The whole story with Tennessee is okay. Yeah, you're six and four. But that don't, that don't, don't impress you much. <laughs> that don't impress me much because their wins at Vandy versus Texas A&M at Kentucky. Versus South Carolina State versus Charlotte versus they Georgia stink. State. Uh, I think Rattler's thrown more up. interceptions than fucking touchdowns this season. So like the six wins is not okay. holding up. Um, so I could the th- I I it'll be interesting to see how much the crowd shows out after last week's thirty-eight to six debacle. But Rattler really does look so awful. I really thought he was just talented enough that he would be able to still get a look at the NFL because he had a good year at OU, but man, watching him play is a painful experience. He has regressed so much in a way that's like unusual. Um, Or maybe Lincoln Riley really did just cover up that many ills. I don't know. Uh, But he really isn't working out for the Gamecocks. And it's just easy to see them quitting, basically, if they do get behind early. The, the danger here is South Carolina getting, you know, that hot home start in a night game and going up 10 nothing, something like that, and you're grinding out a bit. But then you're cut. I don't know. I, uh, Rayman, your uh, final pick you got. So we have all of them. Uh, let's uh, go through the slates one more time. Capper, your picks. Uh, big rubber, Texas minus nine at Kansas, Duke plus seven and a half at Pittsburgh, USC minus two and a half versus UCLA, Tennessee minus 21 and a half at South Carolina. Rain Man. UCF minus 16 and a half versus Navy in the early bird special. Iowa plus two and a half at Minnesota, UCLA plus two and a half versus USC, Oregon minus two versus Utah. Uh. Capper, what is this you just texted us? It's just a picture of Dez on the back of the extra toasted cheese box. Oh, I didn't realize that was on the cheese its box. Yeah. Well, thank you. Ready, set, you Saturday. Wanna... You could win the ultimate you... fan cave with Dez. You want to know what's Dez fucked up about Howard might be really bad at prognosticating college football. You know what's. Do you want to know what's fucked up about my box of extra toasted cheese its? So on it one doesn't side have Dez is, on the back is... of it. No, you know what it has on the back of it? An ad for a different type of Cheez-It. The whole box. It just says Cheez-It Puffs. So if I bought this Cheez-It Puffs, I would 
I would mistake it for my extra toasty cheeses because half the box is advertising a different type of cheese it than I bought. <laughs> it's kind of messed up. Sickening. Right? <laughs> it's the whole it's box. Ha- it's half the box. Like one side is what I bought, and then the other side is an ad for a cheese that I have not bought. And you know what? Just because they did this, yeah, I might buy I'll try it. You're but buying I puffs. Won't. It's gonna but work on you. You're buying the cheese that's puffed. The puffs are fine. Well played. I don't know if I've ever had a puff. Man, Kellogg owns uh, Cheez-Its. I'm sure there's another bigger conglomerate than General Mills owns Kellogg. There's probably another bigger conglomerate. But, you know, Cheez-It is one of the best things they make. We'll do a bracket for it during the offseason. Let's get to uh, Squeeze Picks. <laughs> best General Mills products. <laughs> Sponsor us, bro. We're desperate. <laughs> Killed his whole motherfucking thing. Shit, if I do so you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! Uh, these squeeze picks for all the DJs out there that just need to squeeze out a little extra action. Uh, believe it or not, we are returning. Our same King of the Hill picker, Matty Nice. He did not hit his bet, but he pushed it. Uh, we offered to get him the pizza, the Domino's pizza regardless. Um, he did send another pick, but he did not directly respond to my offer. He knows he <laughs> needs to win it. That's why. It's integrity above all. Matty Nice. I'm not going to, I won't chalk it up to Domino's Pizza not being the draw that we thought it was. That is not the conclusion I'm going to come to. Also, I'm sure he's very excited about the prospect of hosting, but who knows? He did send this one. I haven't listened to it yet. He did tell us, He. you know what this guy did? This guy's given us three non-losers in a row, and he apologized for going a little long. He apologized for going a little long. Can you imagine the babbler ever apologizing for anything in his life? Never. I say go long. Go go as long as you want, buddy. Take the whole pod, literally. Win two more games, take the whole pod. Uh, But with that in mind, let's go to our King of the Hill pick uh, with the one and only Matty Nice. Before I get started here, I just want to go ahead and uh, send out my condolences to Skinny P, Skinny Penis. Uh, got his ass handed to him by me in fantasy football this past week, and he just lost Cooper Cup for the remainder of his season. So thoughts and prayers nice. from my boy Skinny P. Uh, being the mensch that he is, though, I'm going to go ahead and dedicate my picks to him this week. First pick, a game that nobody cares about, Lafayette versus Lehigh, the oldest college rivalry, longest game streak played between the two teams. Between any two college football rivalries, Lafayette over Lehigh, hard pride, baby. And then my second pick is going to be Utah over Oregon. Utah is ranked higher, but are two-point underdogs with Oregon at home. Betting on my boy oh, Coach sorry. Shaw here. He's got a lot to deal with with his wife, Jen Shaw. Guilty. All of my Salt Lake City fans know that she's guilty, but still, Oregon is going down. Utah's <laughs> going to get it done. That's my pick of the week. Uh, was that a Real Housewives? Uh, no I don't clue. think this is the oldest rivalry. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty Are sure Are they Soakers? It it's certainly the widest rivalry. 
Like Pat League football, sure, we love it. I believe I believe everything that Maddie Nice says. I'm gonna fact check it real quick. You're not though. Yeah. Um, so Jen so Shaw So yeah, Jen Shaw is on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And, it's Yale uh, Princeton. I think she's married to a football coach. All these Real Housewives, they all get tied up in fraud cases somehow for some reason. I can't put it together. What are we doing? Of course it was Ivy. She is so Yale good. Princeton, followed by Yale Harvard, followed by Princeton Penn. Uh, got, well, Lehigh Lafayette is least among is it? It's at least among she, the top five widest rivals. UNC Wake, 1888. Do they do they soak? That's a BYU thing, buddy. It's a big state. It's maybe. a Utah thing. It's a Utah thing. Are you a soaking expert now? That's a different pod. We're a sex pretty pod? certain. Well, we won't be pretty stuck certain. Oh, wait, all that was all D one. It is. It is Lehigh Lafayette. I'm so sorry. Wow. <laughs> you fucking dick you fucking dickhead. <laughs> well that but hey, this is this is what you fact. No, check. it's not. No, it's not. Wait, what are we doing is. here? This is so good. Are, Everyone is, claims it. This is why you what fact check, even here? though it is a methodical and definitely not a good pod thing. You're doing you're going back and forth on the same fact check. You're just that's dude, everyone's got nothing. a different one, man. Dude, you're doing like a microcosm of how Elon ruined Twitter. So they so might have trust, the oldest rivalry, but they don't have the most nice. meetings. That's Minnesota, Wisconsin. Okay. Don't they play like three times a year? <laughs> they played 125 times. Full disclosure, row. I wasn't even Sick paying game. attention that closely. Which side of don't the even Oregon want Utah it. game do you take? He's on Utah. Ray oh, wait, Lehigh on Oregon. Lafayette, 157. Wow, that is the most. Okay. I can't believe. All right. So this Rain Man. Fact this check confirmed. This motherfucker is on a three-game streak, and you have the balls and the gall. I figured out. No, so they they play they how, play how multiple years. Dare you. So they have the most games. It's not the oldest rivalry. Lehigh Lafayette has the most games at 157. They are not the oldest rivalry. The oldest rivalry is Princeton Yale. You can't. So carry, I was correct originally. I was correct. You for the you record. can't carry Maddie Nice's jockstrap. You fucking fraud. How go to hell? Uh, did, we you know get, what? did we get? Did we get Maddie Pepperoni? Uh, I'm gonna text with him. He hasn't. Did we I'll get him up? I think it's. I think if it's Domino's, it's got to be two meat. You got to be a topping guy, right? Bacon. It's got to be two meat. Bell peppers. Well, we did like pepperoni, bacon, salami, banana bacon, peppers. Maybe a pan. Be, banana pepper. I'll be, fine. I'll be a little. I'll be a little more forceful in offering this pizza. How about that? <laughs> we insist. We gotta push the pizza. We need to push the pizza. <laughs> we, Just sir, send it there when he send it like right after he's eating dinner. That's the best part. You want me? Yeah, I don't know where you want me to send him the pizza at a time of our choosing. That's uh, well, you just like you. text him every like thirty minutes and say like, "Maddie, did you eat dinner?" And then as soon as he says yes, then you send the pizza. Yeah, alpha him. Uh, by the way, we didn't tip the delivery driver. Uh, <laughs> we also we also ordered you some uh, an extra brownie cookie that we uh, aren't going to pay for. Um, <laughs> no, they do. They do molten lava cakes. You know what's gonna pay for so many molten lava cakes? This four-teamer that melt your goddamn faces off. Now, if you bet just ten dollars, just ten dollars on my four-teamer last week, oh boy, would you have made no money. In fact, I went zero for four in my four-teamer last week, which I have said in the past. 
you should get your money back legally. It should be a requirement. If you miss all four legs of a four-teamer, you should get your money back. But regardless, we persist, and that means, oh boy, am I hot. The scales are balancing. The scales are balancing. And we're starting with Baylor, plus 2.5 at home against TCU. TCU, seven-point dogs last week to Texas. They won an ugly, ugly game. Uh, but this is a rivalry game and the home team is well coached and they're getting points. Uh, it seems like a good spot for T. I mentioned USC has a paper tiger quality. I feel like TCU does too. They've won close games. They've won games where teams quarterbacks are hurt or just like weird performances. This feels like a place where they could get clipped and, and I know, uh, Waco is going to be rocking like the Colt school it is. Um, I like Indiana plus 10.5 at Michigan State. Michigan State fucking blows. What are we doing here? 10.5 points for <laughs> any Michigan State against anybody? What the fuck are we doing here? Are you kidding me? Uh, favorite pick of the week, UAB plus 14.5 at LSU. Uh, favorite pick of the week by far. Uh, the get-in price at LSU uh, for this game, it's $20. It's a 9 p.m. kick. It's a weird time. Uh, UAB generally a respectable mid-major and this is their Super Bowl and you look at the record oh they're five and five so they suck right well hold the phone all five losses are by seven points or less and the real key here is Dwayne McBride who if you haven't heard of him yet you're going to hear about him on Sundays he has 1400 yards rushing on the season for UAB which is second in the nation 17 touchdowns also second in the nation he's averaging 6.9 yards per carry this is about right. this is an NF this is a game where he's gonna get a bunch of NFL film against an unmotivated team. It's 14 a hook, which already seems small, but I think it's a sleepwalking spot for LSU, who has bigger ambitions in mind. Uh, Wisconsin minus ten and a half at Nebraska. Opened at minus three, ten and a half now. Nebraska's lost four games in a row, and they're playing one of the best defenses in FBS. Yeah, this is I'm fine with this pick. I like they're, it. It's just that Nebraska's going to want no fucking part of this game. They're looking at places they can transfer to next year. They don't want to – it's yeah, going to be a mi- miser- miserable spot. Uh, and that's the four-teamer. Uh, Baylor plus two-and-a-half versus TCU. Indiana plus ten-and-a-half at Michigan State. UAB plus 14-and-a-half at LSU. Wisconsin minus ten-and-a-half at Nebraska. What do we think, boys? I mean, I like all the picks in a vacuum. The UAB pick scares me, but that line tells you you have to pick UAB or don't tell, play it. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually okay with this. I think Baylor's the right pick. TCU's extremely public. Vegas thinks Baylor's going to win the game. I don't, but ba- Vegas does. Don't bet against Vegas. I mean, Baylor uh, is objectively the right pick when you're betting on college football, but TCU has some mojo. TCU has a lot of luck this season. And they've got the power of the disciples of Christ versus the Baptist this weekend. So I don't know that one. That one, I think you have to be on Baylor if you're on this side. But that one, I might be a fan. Big week for Christ. It's always a big week for Christ. This week, particularly huge. Particularly huge. Especially Christ. Big Saturday guy. Who knew? <laughs>